coming up on the Keto Cam Podcast. This is a masterclass on essential oils with Jody Cohen. the secret magic point for everything for a number of reasons like some people are either sensitive to smell or someone in their household sensitive to smell so the bottom of the feet you can put oils on and then put a sock on and no one smells it the bottom of the feet are really safe because even if something is a hot oil that might cause a reaction elsewhere in the body it won't on the bottom of the feet the bottom of the feet has all of these reflex points so you can actually affect any area of the body using a certain point on the bottom of the feet and you can just use the bottom of your feet as like a map to your whole body. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I wanna thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper. Today we have a fun episode. I think this is the first time that we've took a deep dive into essential oils. We might have spoken about essential oils in the past and sprinkled it in. I've been a big believer of essential oils. Essential oils are essentially another ancient healing strategy, meaning they've been around forever like ketosis and fasting and carnivore. And it's a great tool in the toolbox. And not all essential oils are created equal. And you'll learn about the amazing benefits of using specific essential oils for different ailments or different goals. So on today's episode with Jody, Jody's the founder of Vibrant Blue Oils. We discuss her backstory and how she even discovered essential oils. And she was going through a lot of challenges with depression. Her adrenals hit the tank, adrenal fatigue, and what she did to recover. And then we get into the nervous system. Now, if you're not familiar with the nervous system, she's going to break it down for you. But essentially, we have two branches of the nervous system. We have the branch that's called the sympathetic tone, the sympathetic nervous system, which is the part of the nervous system that produces cortisol and glucose and releases glucose from your liver and muscle cells, essentially to give you energy so you could go out there and hunt and kill or run away and to survive. Then we have the other branch, which is called the parasympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for rest, digestion. This is when your body is producing oxytocin, dopamine, GABA, serotonin, feel-good chemicals. The goal is to have a healthy balance of both, sympathetic, parasympathetic. Most people are sympathetic dominant. I am included into that list, and I've been doing a lot of things, including essential oils, which you'll learn about today to balance out the nervous system. And when you balance it out, your body, your adrenals heal, your thyroid heals, you lose fat, you feel good. So we'll get into that. We'll get into the importance of understanding the vagus nerve. Okay, cranial nerve number 10, she explains it. And uh, some cool little hacks for you to turn on the vagus nerve before meals, because when you do that, 
you will digest and assimilate the nutrients from that meal much better. We talk about how it's important for good bowel movements and those who have high cortisol at night when you're wired and tired, your mind is racing at night, hard to fall asleep. What can you do? We speak about that. I love how she breaks down signals to the stomach to produce HCL, hydrochloric acid, and the relationship between the gallbladder and the liver for healthy bile. She gives you tips on anxiety and sleep and insomnia. We talk about GABA melatonin, and then we get into the lymph, the lymphatic system, which is so important. She gives tips on that. She's going to mention the spearmint blend for that, a lymph blend. We get into histamine sensitivity and other specific blends she's created. She really does a good job blending in, no pun intended, plant medicine, brain health, Chinese medicine, herbalism, to create these specific blends that I've been using and I recommend you use. She gave us a nice coupon code, KetoCamp at checkout to get 10% off her oils. We'll put a link down below. And uh, we'll bring her on for a masterclass shortly all about essential oils. Before I do, I want to acknowledge the Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This is from Baker, titled Gratitude. In thinking what I'm grateful for, one thing is people like Ben. I have been doing keto for two years with a great deal of success, but still with issues of losing hair and weight stall. I am so thankful for this podcast and all of the guests that share what they have learned and how the body works. This is such a great resource of information. Baker, thank you. I'm glad you're on the path to busting the weight stall and hopefully your hair is growing back stronger than ever. Keto flexing helps with that. Thyroid support helps with that. And I am also grateful for you. I've got vitamin G for you. So thank you for that review. It's so beautiful to read these reviews. If you have not left the Keto Cam Podcast a rating and review yet, please do so on Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast you are listening from. If you want to watch today's interview video format, the video version of today's interview and all interviews on the show, that could be found on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash keto camp. Let's get into essential oils with Jody Cohen. Jody Cohen is the best-selling author, award-winning journalist, and founder of Vibrant Blue Oils, a top resource for essential oils online, which welcomes 300,000 visitors every year. Her number one best-selling book, Healing with Essential Oils, synthesizes decades of leading scientific research to help explain how essential oils can work to support the body and the brain. Jody has worked closely with healthcare practitioners, including MDs, NDs, nurses, practitioners, chiropractors, acupuncturists, health coaches, nutritionists, yoga instructors, to implement the most effective essential oil products in clinical practice to support underlying imbalances that often lead to disease, including sleep stress, digestion, inflammation, detoxification, and blood sugar imbalances. Here we go. Here's Jody Cohen. Hey, Jody! Welcome to the Keto Cam Podcast. Hello, it's great to be here. So, me and Jody connected in person at KetoCon. We hung out there in Austin, Texas. We had lunch together at, at Picnic, right? Wasn't it Picnic that restaurant outside? Oh, yeah. Yes, when you had your limited diet. <laughs> That's true. I was doing carnivore, and I couldn't find much to eat there. We were with my fiance, Cynthia Thurlow, was there and a few others. And we connected in person. It was great. And then, of course, I've heard of Vibrant Blue Oils for many, many years, but it was cool to kind of see the person behind it. And uh, 
as I was getting ready for today's interview and over the past few weeks, I, I really enjoyed studying you and your work and your story. And I'd love for you to kind of go back. Uh, and it's an interesting uh, story that um, your mom used to collect antiques. And that kind of was linked to kind of the, the start and the development of your, your company. Could you share that? Yeah, of course. So my story is, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. And I kind of hit a place in my life where uh, I was adrenally exhausted and nothing was helping. And a friend brought over essential oils that were actually in blue bottles. So my mom, when we were kids, she loved antique stores. And my sister and I thought they were incredibly boring. So her strategy was to encourage us to collect something because then we would give her more time in the store. So my sister picked symbols and I picked those um, antique cobalt bottles. I just thought they were really pretty. And so that's what I collected as a kid. And I used to put them on the windowsill. I really liked the way the sunlight looked coming through them. And I brought them with me like to college, to, you know, my apartments after college. And so it was just something in my life that always kind of brought me joy. And when a friend kind of introduced me to oils as a remedy for my adrenal exhaustion, they were in blue bottles. And I remember thinking like, oh, this could actually work. Like I like the packaging, you know, and then I wound up uh, figuring out some different blends to use on myself and you know, I started to feel better. My friends and family wanted to know what I did. They tried it. Um, and when we kind of tested it enough that we realized we might have a business here, I, it just made sense to me. Like the oils were so vibrant. The blue glass was so vibrant to call it vibrant blue oils. I love that. You know, I, I believe there's no coincidences. It was just all kind of aligned for you. And the fact that you remembered your mom used to <laughs> collect those blue bottles and it looked very similar. And that really, you know, exci was exciting to you. But, you know, up, you said something really interesting because you said your adrenals were kind of toast. They were burned out. And we know a lot of people have this HPA axis dysfunction. And I know part of the reason because of that, Jody, was because, you know, your, your husband at that time was dealing with depression and it led to you kind of taking care of him and then and doing all these things. And you're, body was on this overdrive. And then eventually that situation was kind of completed. And then your body was just like, boom, tax. Could you share what happened there with that transition? Yeah. And, and I, I find that a lot, you know, it's really funny. Like you keep it together. Like think of um, school finals, right? You have to finish. You're just running on fumes and then you finish your last exam and suddenly you're sick. It's like the body waits until it's safe to collapse. You know, this is one of the things that we can talk about with, um, your nervous system. And, and when you're in fight or flight and survival, it's not safe to, to crash. It's, you know, you think of the animals in the wild, the lion is chasing the zebra, the zebra escapes. And then what does it do? It collapses and shakes and recalibrates. So my husband was bipolar and he went into a depression that lasted about seven years. And I just kept trying to do more and more and help more and more. And um, what I now know is that I think the more you overdo, the less the other person shows up. I didn't know that then. And so it kind of accumulated with him uh, attempting suicide. And I found him, saved him. He was in the hospital and I was um, lamenting to a friend, like, how am I going to do this? My kids are five and seven. I have a job. I have all these volunteer activities. How do I then stay on suicide watch? And she said, you don't. You move him into a residential treatment facility, which was a new vocabulary word, but a powerful one because there are uh, hospitals. This one happened to be in Houston, Menninger. 
center that are kind of set up for, um, you know, they're well-versed in supporting people through this growth cycle. And so the minute that I knew he was safe and supported and it wasn't my job to keep him alive, it was almost like I, I tapped the mat, like I just ran out of gas. But my kids were five and seven. I was class mom. I had a job. You know, I would wake up, get them ready for school, pack their lunch, take them to school, come home, crawl back into bed and set the alarm for like 20 minutes before pickup. And that was kind of how I was functioning. And I knew, you know, I I knew this is not sustainable. My company was really understanding and supportive. But, you know, I I knew there were deadlines. Like I, I needed to find a way to... Uh, show up and be present. And none of the remedies I was ingesting were really helping. And that was really alarming to me because I really did want to feel better. And it wasn't until my friend came, um, I had helped her with a big fundraiser and she was into oils. So she came, you know, she'd already gotten me the thank you gift of the oils prior to um, the situation with my husband. And she said something that I'll never forget. She said, you know, you have been so chronically stressed for so long which chronic cortisol leads to chronic inflammation and inflammation in the gut compromises your ability to actually assimilate your nutrients. Like you could be eating the most pristine diet and taking all the right foods and they're not necessarily getting absorbed and assimilated and helping you. Oils offer a different path. It's like, you know, the major freeways under construction, you can take the side roads or the other roads. Oils can get assimilated through the nose. You know, they go directly into the brain. Um, The capillaries in the nose are closer to the surface. That's a great way to get them into your system or topically. You know, we know that you can apply transdermal nicotine patches or hormonal creams. So this is just, it's a different way to get it into your system. And the minute she said that, I was almost like inspired, like, huh, that makes sense to me. Like, I'm, I'm open to try it. You know, like I'll, I'll do anything I really want to be able to show up. And that was enough of, of an inspiration. And I had been studying nutrition. I'm in Seattle. You know, we have all these interesting naturopathic doctors who teach all of these interesting assessment techniques. So I had learned how to muscle test remedies to figure out what is most efficient remedy. You know, and I was working with kids who were like squirmy and wiggly. And, you know, it's, it was just a really easy way to kind of quickly pinpoint what's going to be the most effective way to help you. And so I I muscle tested the box of oils and something unusual happened. Instead of getting one clear winner, like this oil for this condition, I kept getting the same five. No matter how many times I tested, I kept getting the same five oils. And that confused me for a moment until it occurred to me, oh, wait a minute, they're liquid. Like I could combine them like I'm, you know, mixing a recipe. And so I went into my kitchen and pulled out a shot glass because I was a novice and just started testing like three drops of this one, five of this, and I combined them. And then um, I knew, you know, from other topical remedies that the easiest way to access the adrenals was on the low back. That's where they're the closest to the surface. So I, I put the concoction, the remedy on my low back. And within a few minutes, I was like, I actually feel okay. Like I, you know, I'm a runner. Usually when I'm rumorating through something, I would just go run. But you know, when I was in this, the idea of climbing my flight of stairs felt like a lot. All of a sudden I was like, wait, I could go running. And I'm like, oh, I, I could clean the kitchen. I could go shopping. I could do all the laundry and put it away. You know, all those things that really when you're 
in overwhelm, like seriously, the, the idea of going up the stairs felt like a, a big job. But I started unpacking them. And then that night, it's not uncommon when you're kind of when your adrenals and your hormones are dysregulated, you know, you might feel really exhausted or overwhelmed during the day, but then you're wide awake at night. You know, like you're, it's time when you're supposed to be awake during the day, you're sleeping. And then the time when you're supposed to sleep at night, you're like wide awake and unable to fall asleep. So I, I made up another remedy for that. And that helped. And then all my friends were trying it and saying like, this is really interesting. This works. You know, you should do something with this. And my background was in, in marketing and writing. And so there was a nutritional therapy association conference and it was only $200 to be a vendor. And we thought maybe 300 people would show up. So we made up like hundred test kits. You know, the event started on like a Friday afternoon, uh, an hour into the event, we had sold out and all the feedback wow. we got. Yeah, it was, it was really, you know, I had run focus groups and I'm like, it's pretty clear. I, I think people had heard of oils, they were intrigued by oils, but it felt like they had to learn an entire different, you know, knowledge base and go back and understand it. Like they, they almost felt unqualified. And that's actually an interesting detail I forgot. Before we went to the event, one of my friends was like, you should do something with this. And I thought, well, surely someone's doing this. Like, you know, this seems pretty obvious. It has to be done. So I went online and what I discovered was that they made oils seem really, really complicated. And you did feel like you needed to get some kind of advanced degree to even play with them. And, and if I had, no one was kind of combining them the way I was. And uh, if I had known, if I'd started with the research, I never would have done it because I would have felt unqualified. Oh, that is so interesting. I, I love how you know, you had your own problem and you solved your own problem. And then that that opened up like a business and an opportunity to help other people. You're like the essential oil alchemist. <laughs> you you mix and match. And, and we'll, we're going to talk about the specific blends that you have. I, I love what you shared about the nervous system. And I'd love for you to go a little bit deeper with that, Jody, because, you know, cortisol is not bad unless it's activated all the time, right? So maybe if you could explain for those, the one-on-one on the nervous system, parasympathetic, sympathetic, and the role of cortisol, and why the, the most common reasons why somebody's in the sympathetic overdrive. Yeah, my dad used to always say everything in moderation, including moderation. And your nervous system is designed to keep you in balance, right? It's to keep you safe. So if there's a danger, you know, we don't have a lot of lions chasing us down the street, but say you're driving and someone's changing into your lane and they don't see you, what do you do? You honk, you react. You're like very alert and ready to fight back. If, you know, you're um, running at night and it seems like someone might jump out of the bushes and harm you, you know, you run faster. When there's a threat of danger, you're sympathetic nervous system takes over and it allocates resources towards survival. So what that means is your heart rate accelerates so that you have more blood for more energy. Your breathing increases, more oxygen, more energy. Your blood is routed to arms and legs and away from like digestion and detoxification. And this is great for survival. And what's supposed to happen is danger presents, you survive, you go back into kind of healing maintenance parasympathetic mode. Sadly, what happens is that your nervous system responds not just to physical stressors, but to anticipatory stress, right? If your village burned down from a fire, when you smell fire, you want to be prepared. So what that means is, if you're thinking about the past, some argument, some bad relationship, some trauma, 
or you're concerned about the future, you know, worried about something that could happen, uh, the economy, you know, your health, your parents' health, whatever it is, because the body can't kind of discern between real stress and anticipatory stress, that puts you into this sympathetic state. So when you're anxious and worried all the time, your body is reacting as if there's an emergency. And the other thing that happens is it creates these kind of emergency energy hormones in the body, like cortisol, epinephrine, neuroadrenaline. And these things are really great. You know, like you're supposed to be able to have these stress hormones, this burst of energy, survive, and then recover. But if it keeps happening in the long term, it's like, you know, even race cars need to make pit stops, right? If they keep racing around the track, what's going to happen? The wear and tear on the tires, all of these things are setting yourself up for some kind of delayed maintenance problem. And so one of the things that I really try to help people do is shift out of that sympathetic overdrive stress state into the parasympathetic rest, digest, and relax. And the easiest way to do this, the gear shift, so to speak, is what's known as cranial nerve number 10, your vagus nerve, that plays a huge role in all health functions. And it starts at the base of the brain, splits is most accessible behind the earlobe, winds through the throat, the heart, the lungs, every organ of digestion and detoxification. When you do yoga and you notice that in Shavasana, you feel so much better than at the beginning of the class, it's because your vagus nerve has been activated. When you do breathing exercises, when you do cold plunges, all of these things that you always feel better after, it's because you're turning on parasympathetic. And what I do with oils, what I found is um, there was some interesting research by this Tufts, or no, a New York neuroscientist named Kevin Tracy. And what he found is they actually surgically implanted a pacemaker-like device right behind the earlobe where the vagus nerve is the most accessible. It's, it's two surgeries and then another battery kind of lower down. But they were using this to stimulate the vagus nerve. And they were having great success. The FDA has approved it for epilepsy, migraines, and depression. You know, But instead of needing an invasive surgery, you can take a stimulatory blend of essential oils. I use clove, which is super stimulatory and has a lot of health properties, and lime, which has really small molecules because blending oils is chemistry, right? So if you find something that has medium-sized molecules but super stimulatory with something that has very small molecules, you get the benefit of both. All of a sudden, it's stimulatory and it gets through the skin and works quickly. Mm, that's so good. So if the parasympathetic nervous system is for rest and digest, most people, when they sit down to eat a meal, even if they sit down to eat a meal, people are just walking and eating, driving and eating. But if they do sit down to eat a meal, they're on their phone, they're on their TikTok, they're watching the news, watching TV, and they're sympathetic. And it's harder to digest the food, harder to assimilate it. The nutrients are not going to be absorbed. So this is a great tip because if you could find a way to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, especially right before you eat a meal, you're going to have so much better digestion. So what is the blend called for the parasympathetic? And do you recommend using it right before a meal? That's exactly what I recommend it for. It's called parasympathetic to make it simple. And it's even, I mean, for moms that are listening, I almost want to retroactively like admonish myself. I'd spent all of this time making these nutrient-dense whole food meals, and then I'd literally rush to eat them before driving the kids to soccer practice, right? <laughs> you know, and if you're not, it, it's not just what you eat, it's how you eat. You really need to eat in that 
rest and digest state. So what I've found now is that you can just put a little dab on your kids, you know, behind the earlobe on that mastoid bone, and that helps them activate the parasympathetic nervous system so that, you know, you're spending all this time, money, and energy, you know, on your diet, on your keto diet, really eating healthy, you know, organic food. You might as well make sure that you're actually digesting, absorbing, and assimilating it. Mm, what a great tip. Hey, and the kids won't mind because they're not they're not swallowing pills, they're not taking a shot. It's like a, a, a oil on their skin. They they will not mind that. Yeah. They no matter how many ways I made kale, they actually did like kale trips, but I spent a lot of time trying to get them to eat nutrient dense whole foods. They never once complained about mom putting oil on them. <laughs> That's awesome. I've noticed a lot of people have issues with caffeine, especially caffeine in coffee. Now, don't get me wrong. I love myself a cup of quality coffee, but the truth is I've seen so many of my Keto Camp Academy students have a glucose spike from caffeine, knocking them out of fasting or creating some digestive issues, bloating, and most commonly, jitters and irritability. We know excessive caffeine and caffeine sensitivity can cause adrenal problems, which has a lot of negative effects it makes you more dependent on the caffeine and it puts you in this sympathetic fight or flight state. And for a lot of people, that is problematic. Everyday Dose solves the problem of regular coffee while drastically building on its benefits with added supplements. What I love about Everyday Dose, it's low acidity, cold extracted coffee, and a micro dose of caffeine blended with collagen protein, functional mushrooms, and nootropics which will improve your focus, your energy, and your immunity. I just feel different in a really good way when I have Everyday Dose versus regular coffee. And I want you to experience the same. So if you want to check out Everyday Dose, head over to everydaydose.com Ben and use the coupon code KETOCAMP. You're going to get an extra five on the go dose travel pack to take with you anywhere you go. I take these travel packs with me and it is a game changer because when I'm traveling, it's hard to find First of all, a clean cup of coffee, but almost impossible to find coffee with these functional ingredients. So head over to everydaydose.com slash ketocamp. Use ketocamp to get your bonus gift or click the link in the podcast notes down below. What are some other creative uses for the parasympathetic blend? So if somebody has that wired and tired at night, they're, they're, they're doing maybe they do a Dutch test or a cortisol, 24-hour cortisol test, and they see at night is when your cortisol is high, but that's inverted. It wants to be higher in the morning. Would taking it at night be a good idea for them, the parasympathetic blend? Yeah. And you know, the other thing that, that's really interesting is for anyone who's um, not having regular bowel movements, you know, what what the way parasympathetic works with digestion, right, is it actually, um, your vagus nerve stimulates your mouth to release saliva and you need that saliva to start to break down, especially the carbohydrates. It triggers the um, stomach to release hydrochloric acid. So if you're having GERD or acid reflux, it can be helpful. It stimulates the pancreas to release enzymes, the gallbladder to release bile. You know, if you're noticing that uh, when you eat kind of heavy fatty food or greasy food, you don't feel great. If you ever feel like nauseous or motion sick, that's often gallbladder. You know, the bile isn't releasing as well. It stimulates the small intestine to assimilate nutrients and the large intestine to eliminate, you know, that whole uh, digestive cascade, which is kind of the moving sidewalk through your digestive system. If you think that lion is chasing you, it doesn't really matter if you're digesting or eliminating your food, you know, so sometimes constipation is really a motility wave thing. 
Mm, that's so good. Uh, so many uses there. You know, I'm curious because one of the things that I track for my sympathetic to parasympathetic balance is my heart rate variability, my HRV on my aura ring. And for me, it's always an important marker because I, I found my baseline and am gradually increasing that HRV, which is what you want to do. And I don't know if you've ever done this, but it would be interesting to do like a case study on maybe 10 or 20 people who have an aura ring or something that tracks HRV. And they don't change anything but that one thing. They just add the parasympathetic blend to the mix and then see what happens to their heart rate variability. That would be interesting. We've had so many people report back to us that that shifts it immediately. You I know, would imagine, yeah. People like uh, Kelly Kennedy kind of puts people on that whole parasympathetic. There's that really expensive like parasympathetic marker test. And she said it immediately shifts people. You know, and what's interesting is there's so many ways you can activate your vagus nerve. It's not rocket science. It doesn't need to be an oil. It can be singing. It can be humming. It can be deep breathing. It can be a cold, cold plunge. It's just that for whatever reason, those things feel harder. You know, like for what you can just flip a bottle and put it behind your ear and people are like, well, that I can do. I can put it in my pocket. Like I can remember it. It kind of smells good. That doesn't feel as hard to me as remembering to box breathe, which I, you know, all of them are manageable if you decide to do it. So that's, that's the reason I kind of picked that is because if, you know, it's kind of like if the ambulance can't get to the injured car, it's not going to save lives. If you don't actually do the things that are going to help activate your parasympathetic nervous system, you're not going to see the benefit. Yeah, it's so easy. I mean, I have three of your bottles here on my desk and I just put it on so easily. I have the gallbladder, the histamine balance and the circadian rhythm. We'll talk about those later, but it's so easy. You keep it near you, put it in the area that it tells you the instructions are very clear. For example, circadian rhythm says, above ears on top of skull and very back of the head. So it has, yeah, clear instructions on how to use it right there. And not on the forehead, because if you're a, a tossy turny sleeper, you don't want to get that in your eyes. <laughs> good call. Good call. And uh, I, I want to talk about sleep now. But for those who are listening or watching on YouTube, we do have a link for you to get vibrant blue oils. We'll drop it down below. And Jody was kind enough to give you all a 10% off coupon code, which is Keto Camp. So you could check that out down below. But let's talk about sleep. It's one of the foundations of health. If you don't have your sleep uh, foundation strong, it doesn't matter what you add into the mix. It's just not going to get the results you want. So what are the most common things, the most common issues you've seen with sleep, Jody? And what are some of your ways to kind of hack sleep for better sleep? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. Like, I think most people just assume you tranquilize for sleep, but there are a couple of things that could be playing into interrupted sleep. The first thing is cortisol rhythms. If you have insomnia and you're having trouble falling asleep, what that often is, is, you know, if you've ever done like your 24-hour saliva test for cortisol, cortisol is supposed to be high in the morning. You wake up, you feel energized, you're ready to go for the day. And then throughout the day, it's supposed to be kind of steady state. And then in the evening, when it gets darker out because it's a part of your brain called the pineal gland that's right between the eyes so it can sense darkness. And when darkness occurs, that's when it starts to ramp down on the cortisol and ramp up on the melatonin. And these two are kind of complementary hormones, but they almost work as a teeter-totter. Like if cortisol is high, melatonin's low. You know, if a lion is chasing you, you don't wanna fall asleep. And similarly, when melatonin cortisol wanes, melatonin goes up. And so, 
what I try to do with oils, I think oils can be used to kind of um, return organ systems and regions of the brain to balance, is stimulate the pineal gland to release melatonin naturally. So it's slightly different than supplementing with melatonin, which isn't a bad choice. It's just a more natural way you're kind of going upstream. And um, we do that, this point kind of right above the ear is really, it's in line with, you know, the pineal gland in the brain and it's, the skin is thinner. And so it's a really good point to apply oils. I actually think this is one of the reasons, I, I wonder if perfume used to be oils, you know, and the ears in general, they have a lot of reflex points and they're also, the skin is thinner. So it's a great place to apply any oil that you like because it will get more quickly into your system. Oh, that is interesting. Okay, that's good to know. So what are the, the your favorite oils? I know circadian rhythm, it's not, excuse me, the parasympathetic blends is good, but any other oils that you would recommend at night before bed? I think anything that feels relaxing, you know, a lot of people like the citrus blends are kind of uplifting, like a lot of the orange blends like uh, neroli and bergamot are perceived to be really relaxing. Those are slightly expensive. Orange is kind of like the poor man's alternative, but just as good. Kids really seem to like orange. Um, It's really relaxing. There's some interesting research, like, you know, everyone kind of talks about how right brain affects left body. And that's true everywhere except the nostrils. The right nostril goes directly to the right forehead, left nostril to left forehead. So if you start to play with like right brain, left brain, how that impacts things, the right brain is more associated with like anxiety and overwhelm. So if you or your children are maybe feeling anxious, maybe get nightmares at bedtime, one of the cool things you can do, and I learned this from my friend who's a functional neurologist, Titus Chu, you can smell something through the left nostril. So right nostrils overactive, you're anxious, you're overwhelmed, you're having nightmares, you plug the right nostril, smell anything. It could be orange. You could actually even peel a citrus fruit and smell that. It kind of turns on the left frontal lobe, balances the two hemispheres, and you feel less anxious. You know, and, and this could be for any of us, for kids that are worried about homework assignments, for moms that are worried about whatever. It just helps kind of calm your brain before bed. That is good. So if you struggle with panic attacks, uh, let's say you're on an airplane, right? And you have trouble flying, you could use something like that. So you close the right nostril, and then you breathe in through the left, uh, some sort of smell and oil. And then that activates the left part of the brain or the right part of the brain? It activates the left because left nostril goes directly to left frontal lobe. And frontal lobe is, um, you know, your executive function. So this is also good if kids are having trouble focusing, if you're having trouble focusing, you know, for me, um, driving at night is, is tricky, you know, and I like concerts. So there are times when I'm driving and I like night skiing, you know, so it's just kind of my hack to make sure I'm super focused and awake. That's good. I like concerts too. I want to transition to a very important um, topic in regards to those who do keto, right? One of the biggest hurdles I've seen with somebody who transitions from a standard American diet to more of a higher healthy fat diet, aka keto, is that they have trouble breaking down the fat. We know that the liver, this soccer mom organ liver, because she does everything, produces bile. And that bile is it's not just important for detoxification, but it breaks down the fat, helps you assimilate the fat. It's like a detergent. 
And then the gallbladder stores the bile to drip it out whenever it's needed. And some people don't even have a gallbladder. A lot of people don't have a gallbladder. So people transition now to keto and they can't break down fat. They get all these digestive issues. You mentioned it earlier, like fatty stools and uh, fat in your stools. And they just feel awful. And they say keto didn't work for me. But in reality, it was a liver gallbladder issue. So you have a blend that I actually took earlier today because I was eating a fatty keto meal called gallbladder. And I'd love for you to unpack a little bit about what I explained and how the thought process that went into this specific formulation. Yeah, so it's it's funny. Most people don't even understand what the gallbladder does. That was a wonderful explanation. A lot of people think it's an optional organ and so they get it removed. And, and that's okay. If you don't have your gallbladder, I'm going to give you some good advice also. So basically what can happen in the gallbladder, it stores and concentrates bile and bile is supposed to flow kind of with the consistency of water. But if you have a lot of stress, if you're eating too many fats, too little fats, if, um, you know, as you get older, maybe you've had a couple of kids and they're, you know, it also detoxifies, it carries out the waste, including excess hormones. But sometimes those hormones don't actually leave the body, they get reassimilated. And so it gets more viscous and thicker, which means it doesn't flow as easily. And so it gets a little congested and backed up. And so the gallbladder blend that we created is really designed to, um, you know, tonify the gallbladder and thin the bile. I believe that every organ, you know, kind of has its own energetic signature that you can call a frequency, you can call it whatever you want. And I do believe that plants, you know, everything in nature kind of has a, a similar frequency. And so you can combine, there are certain plants that are really known to support the gallbladder, like black cumin seed is really amazing. And this is why certain foods are good for the gallbladder. Ginger, you know, is good. And you can take those as plants. And what it does, it's a little bit, if you think of, you know, teaching a kid to swim or teaching a kid to ride a bike, what you're doing, you might be putting flotation devices on their arms or training wheels on the bike. And the goal is really to get the child's body to feel what it feels like to successfully float in the water or move forward on the bike. You know, you're moving, you're balancing, there's a lot going on. And for anyone who's ever taught a child to ride a bike, it's not like there's a, you know, a five month process. For some kids, it takes five minutes, for some five days. It just, it really is when it kind of clicks in and then they get it. And so what we're doing is we're topically overlaying kind of what the gallbladder, the energetic signature of what the gallbladder is supposed to feel like. And that is, is like a support mechanism for the gallbladder. And there are obviously supplements that you can take internally that are amazing too. But sometimes, you know, when people say to me, oh gosh, I, I think I'd like to lose weight. I'm, I'm thinking maybe I'll change my diet or exercise. And I'm like, do both, you know, like why? it's just one more tool that you can kind of apply to return the gallbladder to balance. And um, another thing that's interesting, some, sometimes the gallbladder gets a little cranky, you know, and, and the obvious symptoms are like gallstones, but some of the kind of lower level symptoms, like sometimes headaches kind of right between the shoulder blades, or sometimes you might feel slightly nauseous, or one of the reflex points associated with the gallbladder is between the shoulder blades, if, if you feel pain there, or a really easy indicator if you ever get motion sickness, like when you're in a car or a boat or an airplane, those are just kind of low level, you know, early warning signs that the gallbladder is struggling and could use a little support. And so anything you can do to kind of come to the aid of the gallbladder, you know, and there are obviously supplements, binders, bitters, you know, coffee enemas, there's a lot you can do, but it's just one more tool to kind of help the gallbladder, castor oil packs, you know, return to balance. 
Oh, that's great. Great explanation. So you could also massage the gallbladder essential oil into the gallbladder, right? Um, which is right underneath the right side of your rib cage and a late night gentle massage, which if you're having some of those symptoms, you mentioned the headache, the, I think you said upper back pain and motion sickness, you might want to try that, right? And, and for people that, um, you know, there are a lot of gallbladder meridian points that are related to headaches. Like I have a lot of patients, clients who, um, when they get headaches, they just smell the gallbladder blend and it helps. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. And then what about, and you said castor oil pack. I, I use a castor oil pack every night, but I don't put the gallbladder oil in the pack. Should I do that? Yeah, it's, it's great. It helps a lot. Okay. I'll start doing that. And what if you don't have a gallbladder? Can you still use this the same way or? You, you can, and then you can also use the parasympathetic because anything you do to support the parasympathetic nervous system, you know, if you don't have a gallbladder, what's happening, the body is obviously still releasing bile, but this just kind of tone of, you basically want to strengthen the other organs of digestion. Hey, Keto Camper, I want to just pause for a second and tell you about my favorite drink for metabolic health. On this podcast, we talk about the importance of metabolic health, metabolic flexibility. Well, this is called Good Idea, and it is a great idea if you're trying to reduce blood sugar and keep your insulin levels in a healthy range. It has zero calories, zero sweeteners, and none of the junk ingredients, and it tastes like a lightly sparkling water. I call it a functional sparkling water because it has been clinically tested and shown to reduce blood sugar spikes after a meal. It contains a blend of amino acids and chromium piclinate, Together, they slow gastric emptying and increase insulin sensitivity, allowing a steady release of glucose in the bloodstream where it can be transferred into the cells for fuel. It also contains zinc and potassium as an added benefit. They hooked you all up with a special coupon code. So all you need to do is head over to goodidea.us and apply the coupon code BEN, that is B-E-N at checkout, at goodidea.us. I'm going to drop that link in the podcast notes along with the coupon code. All right, let's get back to this episode. You mentioned Kelly Kennedy earlier, who we both love and adore. Uh, she's the lymph queen, and I've had her on the show a couple of times. Yeah, let's talk about and fascia. I learned so much about fascia from her. So let's talk about the lymphatic system and the importance of this system, this pressure system, this gutter system, whatever you want to call it. And some, uh, you know, some practical ways to get the lymph going, why that's important, and then uh, maybe some essential oil blends you have for that. Yeah, lymph, I honestly think the lymph is the most uh, overlooked system in the body. And I think it's kind of critical to healing because the lymph is really, if you think about how, you know, what you want to do with the body is get the good things in, like keto is a good thing that you're trying to get into the cells, the fat in the cells is really powerful, and make sure that the bad things leave, Right. And the lymph is really critical to making sure that the garbage leaves the body. And so ideally, you know, garbage waste, metabolic waste goes from the cell to the fascia, to the lymph, to the blood, to the liver, gallbladder, gut, toilet. At any point in kind of that domino chain, it can get congested and backed up. And a common point for it to get congested is the lymph, because unlike your heart, that, you know, the blood moves through your body because your heart pumps it, your lymph moves when you move. You know, anything you can do to put your arms over your head, this is why movement, exercise, yoga, qigong, any kind of breathing practice, all of these things help the lymph move. And what happens, unfortunately, it's great if you're moving every day, but sometimes, you know, the body is 
moving things out and it gets a little backed up. You know, you might feel this, you might have like your junk drawer that sometimes just gets backed up. And so every once in a while, you really try to clean it out. So the more you can do, you know, on a daily basis, like you brush your teeth every day so that that doesn't get backlogged. So there are a lot of like manual massages that you can use for lymph. One thing, you know, if you think about applying oils on the surface of the skin, the lymph is pretty close to the surface and it's pretty gentle. And there are certain oils like spearmint, for example, that help to just, you know, what you're trying to do is kind of get things moving. So if something's really congested and tight, you're just trying to open it up in a really gentle way. And you're also trying to support downward movement. So we have a lymph blend that you can apply, you know, obviously there are lymph nodes all throughout your body, but they're really concentrated in certain points like the neck. And the neck is a big bottleneck because that is really the entry and exit point for the brain, right? And so anything that's going on in the brain, this is why sleep is important because an aspect of your lymphatic system called your glymphatic system, which is kind of the brain car wash, is only active at night when you're sleeping. You know, when you're awake, you need full function and full capacity. When you're sleeping, it can kind of take a break and shrink a little bit and let kind of this car wash of fluids clean everything out. And then it's draining down the neck. And so if there's congestion in the neck, that could mean that things maybe sit too long in the brain and then maybe the immune system reacts to these toxins with inflammation and then you experience like fatigue or brain fog. So we have an oil that um, there's actually an Italian researcher, Marco Ruggiero, that was really interested in this. So he started taking sonograms, pictures of people's necks. And, you know, the chronically ill often had really inflamed lymphatic systems. And then he started topically applying essential oil blends and realizing that the lymph started moving and everything started draining and functioning a lot better. And so we have an oil blend and I I combine it with fascia because fascia is kind of what works in tandem with the lymph. It's the scaffolding. But if you think about, you know, if, if something happens, we all kind of brace for impact and, you know, and then whatever, the danger passes and we're kind of still braced. And so unpacking your lymph and your fascia is great. So sides of the neck, clavicle points under the arms, and then along the bikini line. Mm, that's good. And when we, when we interviewed Kelly, she gave uh, like a five minute breakdown of how to do it the right way. You just gave the great synopsis in like a few seconds. And you're right, because a lot of people actually dry brush and do it backwards. They start at the bottom and go up. <laughs> that's a big mistake. There's a lot of videos out there teaching people to dry brush that way. But to, you know, your point, it's it starts at the neck because she described it, Kelly did as like the toll booth, right? You got to open up that toll and then you could start clearing things out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Kelly, obviously, this is her core focus, but we have found, especially for those kind of bottleneck points, you know, like the neck, the clavicles. In fact, if you even just feel, you can kind of tell if they feel a little tight or congested and that's just... You know, sometimes sometimes when I get anxious or when I'm, you know, waiting in line, I just kind of gently massage the clavicle points and move things. That's good. You you also have a histamine balance blend, and I'd love for you to speak on that and and how a lot of people have a histamine sensitivity or a histamine intolerance but they have no idea. They don't even know what that term means, but they have all these symptoms and it's because they're eating high histamine foods. Could you explain what that means, what's happening, and then why this blend could help with that? Yeah, so histamine can be triggered by a lot of things, including mold. You know, mold, I think, is far more prevalent than we realize. It's, you know, often molds, metals, and 
trans toxicants. And so mold is um, sneaky and it's hard to detect. And it really lives like, you know, in the sinus passageways and all these areas. And even if you had a mold exposure in your house and you remedy the house, the mold can linger. And that can kind of cause you to be overreactive to a lot of things. And it's it's very sensitive. So one of the things that I, I really love about plants is they're adaptogenic. And I explain it kind of in terms of Goldilocks, right? You know, with Goldilocks, you don't want it too hot. You don't want it too cold. You want it just right. And so there are supplements that you can take if you're overreacting, you know, they calm it down. Like antihistamines just shut it down, you know? But you don't totally want it turned off. You want it just modulated. So like we're talking about cortisol earlier, you know, there are times of day when it's too high. So you want to make it just right. Or times of day when it's too low, you want to make it just right. So sometimes working with plants that aren't like overcorrecting, but just returning to balance, it's a really nice approach to kind of modulate and help you return to normal. So the histamine blend is a bunch of plants that do that. My favorite is blue tansy which is from Morocco and hard to get. It's only available at certain times of the year. It's outrageously expensive, but we tried to kind of make it more accessible by putting it in this histamine balance blend. And you can use it in a number of ways. You can use it actually to support sinus drainage and removal of mold. You can take it on a Q-tip and either um, gently circle kind of the bottom of the nostril on either side, both sides. And what you'll find is it's almost like it causes this drainage. Like all of a sudden you'll need to blow your nose or sneeze. The other thing you can do for long-term mold is, you know, we talked about how the uh, nasal passageways kind of go right up into the forehead where sometimes sinus congestion can live as you can take a Q-tip, put it on both sides and then um, actually leave it in your nose for like 20 minutes. And that just allows things to drain. You know, people who have kind of chronic mast cell activation or Lyme or any kind of chronic illness really see a benefit in that. You can also just gently apply it. Like um, I'm allergic to cats, but I've noticed that when I have my, my boyfriend has cats. And so I often am around cats, but when I put the histamine balance on the back of my ears or the back of my neck, it works like a Benadryl without making me exhausted. So it just, you know, or I I travel with it because often when you're staying in hotels, you know, it's moldy and it just alleviates any reaction. Yeah, so many uses for that. And a lot of people do struggle with seasonal allergies. And this seems to be like a great solution for that, along with lowering your high histamine foods. Yeah, yes, yes. Obviously diet, you know, is important. You know, is there a reason why you say, uh, well, on the bottle here for the histamine balance, it says that you could apply it in the bottom of your, of your feet? What does it do when you put it in your bottom of your feet? So the bottom of your feet are kind of like the secret magic point for everything for a number of reasons. Like some people are either sensitive to smell or someone in their household sensitive to smell. So the bottom of the feet, you can put oils on and then put a sock on and no one smells it. The bottom of your feet have very thick skin. So some of the oils that are perceived as hot, like cinnamon, thyme, oregano, meaning that if you were to maybe put it on your arm, it might feel a little red and warm. If you do that, oil and water don't mix. You're just going to go into your kitchen and grab any cooking oil and dilute that way. But the bottom of the feet are really safe because even if something is a hot oil that might cause a reaction elsewhere in the body, it won't on the bottom of the feet. And then the most magical spot is the bottom of the feet has all of these reflex points. So you can actually affect any area of the body using a certain point on the bottom of the feet. And we've got a full chart on our site that we can link to, but 
Um, you can say that, you know, you maybe have sensitive skin and, and are worried about putting an oil behind your ear. There's a vagus uh, nerve point on the bottom of your feet, and you can just use the bottom of your feet as like a map to your whole body. Hmm, that is interesting. That is, that is very, uh, very cool. Your website has a lot of great, valuable resources, including that chart. You also have articles and videos. So go check that out if you want to nerd out about this. I mean, it's clear that Jody knows all about oils and these meridians and Chinese medicine. I love that you studied it so much. Here's where a lot of people, they start hearing about the benefits of essential oils, but then they make a mistake. And I want you to really help this, help them out with not making this mistake. And here's the mistake they make. These oils, I'll just go on Amazon and buy the equivalent and mix my own. You know, Amazon has them for cheap. What's the problem with doing that? Well, I mean, I don't, I like to stay away from fear-based marketing. I think some people want to tell you that some oils are better than others. And it's a little bit like food, right? You know, like certain foods you absolutely have to buy organic. All of our oils are organic. Some plants are pretty hard to kill. You know, you don't need a ton of pesticides on mint. They grow anyway. And so... I feel like if you're new to oils and you want to try them, great. You know, it, it's hard to get orange wrong. It's hard to get peppermint wrong or lavender wrong. Um, those are good places to start. What I try to do differently is that I think there's a lot of encouragement of like, you know, buy all the raw materials and mix your own. And sometimes that winds up being more expensive than just getting pre-made. You know, some of the oils that we use in our blends are super pricey and you don't necessarily need the full bottle to use like seven drops. So that's that's what I really try to do is make done for you solutions so that people don't, I think there's a lot of, especially in the chronically ill community, a, a lot of concern that like, oh, I might do it wrong or I, I might make a mistake or I, I might hurt myself. And so what I'm trying to do is just give you ready-made remedies that a lot of practitioners are already using. So you don't need to worry about, did I mix it right? And then also really specific points that people have had success with so that there's no guesswork of like, gosh, I don't really know how to apply it or when to use it. So I, I'd say don't drink it, you know, as long as you're, it's going to be hard to hurt yourself by smelling things. Um, topically applying, it's better if it's organic because, you know, they're concentrated essences of plants and you don't really want concentrated pesticides. But other than that, I I would say if, if you're new to this, like, you know, just try it. Buy orange and smell it through your left nostril. There you go. Great advice right there. Jody. my favorite vitamin in the world is vitamin G, uh, gratitude, vitamin gratitude, my shirt has a bottle of vitamin G. So my final question for you, Jody, is what are you grateful for today? What daily dose of vitamin G do you have? I'm, you know what, I am always grateful for my health. And I'm always grateful for the opportunity to have authentic connection with other people. So thank you for allowing me to connect with you and your community. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for coming on here and sharing your expertise and making a great product that I, that I love and giving our audience a, a coupon code. Jody, where's the best place for the keto campers to check you out? Website, social media, all that good stuff. Uh, they can come over to Vibrant Blue Oils and we actually have a free gift if they want to go. It's a bonus chapter of my book that gets into more detail about the parasympathetic nervous system. Boostthebrainbook.com backslash gift. And it will just, you know, if I talked too fast or you want to go a little bit deeper, uh, that's a great a resource for activating your vagus nerve and your parasympathetic nervous system. I love it. And we'll put your social media down below. Where's the best place for them to get your book? Is it your website or somewhere else? Oh, anywhere the books are sold. You know how it goes. 
And um, you had, who was it? Terry Walls wrote the forward, right? She's amazing. You know what I love about Terry yeah. is he's really into kind of food rotation and ensuring that you get access to different vegetables. And she allows you to count spices and essential oils in like the 110 uh, different fruits and vegetables you want to interact with every year. I love it. I, I just interviewed her and her interview is coming out right before yours. So if you're listening to this, you could you could listen to that. But your book is um, called Essential Oils to Boost the Brain, Heal the Body, Five Steps to Calm Anxiety, Sleep Better, Reduce Inflammation and Regain Control Over Your Health. That's just one of your books. And um, I love that title too. So Jody, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I look forward to seeing you in person again. And uh, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jody. If you are inspired to give her vibrant blue oils a shot, go to the link down below in the podcast notes and use the coupon code KETOCAMP at checkout to have a nice discount on your order. She also mentioned a free book, which is boostthebrainbook.com slash gift. We'll drop that link down below. We will also include her website, her social media, a link for her book. Everything can be found down below, including detailed show notes. Share this episode with a friend, maybe somebody who's interested in essential oils, and uh, they'll get a masterclass from this conversation. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating and review yet, please do so. It really helps the show grow. And if you want to watch the video format of today's interview, that can be found on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Keto Camp. Thank you so much, Keto Camper, for listening to the entire episode. I'll see you on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.